Hey, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, we're talking teenagers. If you don't have one, I got one for you. No, you may know someone who does. How to communicate with the kids, how to build their trust, how to just get along. We're talking about it after the news with Sam McCall. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Hillary Clinton is already getting a boost to her still unannounced 2016 presidential run. A new super PAC named Ready for Hillary was launched today for the purpose of keeping the energy and excitement around Clinton's potential candidacy high. National Rifle Association leaders are standing by their proposal to put armed guards in U.S. schools and have now unveiled a program to arm and train educators. The program will cost nearly $1,000 per person if implemented. The NRA is also protesting a new international arms treaty overwhelmingly passed by the United Nations today. The treaty will regulate the sales of all types of conventional arms, including tanks, helicopters, and guns. FBI agents busted a conspiracy group in New York today attempting to rig the next New York City mayoral election. A high-ranking Democratic state senator was arrested and charged with trying to buy a seat on the Republican ticket. President Obama is planning to set aside $100 million to help fund a new brain mapping effort. The research could lead to better treatments for brain-related diseases like Alzheimer's and epilepsy. World News North Korean leaders announced plans today to restart a nuclear reactor capable of producing weapons-grade material. Officials stressed the move is meant to give the nation the capacity to deter a nuclear attack and did not repeat recent threats against the U.S. and South Korea. However, in response to the recent threats North Korea, from North Korea, U.N. Chief Ban Ki-moon is saying the potential nuclear crisis has already gone too far. He warned military posturing only fuels fear and instability. And Syrian activists say at least 6,000 people were killed in March due to the ongoing civil war, making last month one of the deadliest so far in the two-year conflict. That's the news now here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program today. We've got a great one for you. I don't know why I always go into my Scottish accent when I do. Was that Scottish? Yeah, but you don't always do that. That's the first time I've heard it. No, I do it quite a bit. I've I never heard it just, on the well, show before. Well, I know. It's called listening, Skyboy. You're more likely to do uh, Harry Carey. <laughs> yeah, I like Harry Carey, too. We got a great show. And the, here's the deal. Now, I gotta keep, I'm telling Skyboy because he missed the meeting. So, Skyboy, we had a meeting that you missed. And in the meeting, we talked about you for about 40 minutes. And we've got to let you go. How long is the meeting? Just kidding. The minute the meeting's twenty minutes. Oh, okay. So it went over. A, a no, nope, it was twenty, but it felt like forty. Oh, okay. And in the meeting, we decided you're a great guy. Thanks. And we're gonna have to let you go. No, in the meeting, we're, we told everybody this can be a short show today. It's only we're only going one hour. Okay. We're being preempted. Okay. For BYU sports. Awesome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And so we've got one hour, but this is a topic that I think is going to ring very true with you. Okay. We're talking about teenagers. Oh, boy. And I know you've been one. Yes, I have been one. And I wanted to just find out how it went. It went very well. I enjoyed being a teenager. (laughs) 
<laughs> Keep going. Um, we got one hour. <laughs> We're talking teenagers and, and how you relate to a teen, how you build trust with a teen. Now, I don't know if you know this. I have six kids. I didn't know that. And uh, I guess, I don't know, three, three of them are teens. Okay. Teens are hard. See, the young kids are cute. Okay. And the older they get, they're still wonderful people, but they lose kind of the cute appeal. I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's no longer just, hey, yeah, just save them. They're cute. They'll get <laughs> – What does it grow. become? It, it almost becomes – you just ask, like, the question, why? Why a lot? Like, why? Did why? you not notice that you stepped over your shoes to get up the stairs? Did you not notice that? Like that. Or, hey, what are you doing up in your room? Cleaning. And then I walk right up there, and he's laying on his bed just reading a book. At least he's reading a book. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Do you want to know what book it was? What book? It was like Sports Illustrated magazine. So he lied to me. <laughs> it wasn't even a book. It was a magazine, and it was a sports magazine, and he wasn't even cleaning his room. Gotcha. See, it's teens, and they're no longer cute. They're not. I mean, they're handsome. They're handsome. We sent one kid uh, to go to um, a, a festival they have here in Spanish Fork the at, Colors the, at the Colors, Colors Festival, yeah. which is so fun. And my son went and shot it, made shot a video of it mm-hmm. for a company and a group. But he, you know, he failed to take um, any sunscreen. And well, he's going to be covered in the chalk dust. Well, you'd think so. Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, he you was. couldn't tell the difference. Well, he came he came home filthy and with like major burns. So, but you know, what do you do? At what point? You know, Matt, I don't have any children, let oh. alone teenagers. Oh, so no, I, I'm asking I, you as a teenager. Okay, as a teenager. what are we supposed to do? We call you Skyboy for a reason. Because um, you have maintained your rugged, good teenager looks. Thank you. Even though you're pushing 40. Not quite. 30. Ish. Ish. 25. 25, four. maybe. <laughs> well, we anyway, you don't even have to answer it because I've got a pro here. Hank Smith's oh, going to join us. He's off the hook. He's, uh, he's finishing a PhD. He's done like six or 10 ish, 10, nine or 10 audios just for kids. The kids pop them in, they listen, they learn, they learn all these great things. Parents, he's going to help us. So if you are the parent of a teenager, if you're the grandparent of a teenager, if you live next to a teenager that's out of control, call their mother, tell them to listen to BYU Radio right now because this is what our topic is, learning to uh, you know effectively deal with our teenagers. Hank Smith will be on in just a minute. But first, uh, Robbie, what you got for us, my friend? Apparently, if you want your teen to trust you, you have to trust your teen. No. (laughs) so hard. An article in Psychology Today is talking about how trust is the foundation of all relationships. True. I totally agree. And trust has to be earned. Is it earned or given? Well, I've never seen a gift card for trust. Well, check them all. Um, (laughs) But the trust store. Really, trust, awesome. I'll buy $25 of this. <laughs> when your father great. got in the car with you for the first time and let you drive the Maverick, is that what it was? It was a Chevy Nova. Let you drive the Chevy Nova. And it was had my, you earned my, that trust? Or yeah, was he yes, just, I had. How had you earned it? By uh, driving around behind their house. Okay, I've seen behind your house via Google Maps and <laughs> – you drove in a circle. <laughs> you could see a figure eight from space. Yeah, that's not – you had not earned the trust that way. 
You think you had earned the trust. But, but your can't, father, can't there be other things that earn trust besides just driving the car? Like maybe he was just a responsible kid growing up or something, and that kind of earned his trust. Right. Earned. Okay. And all those figure eights, I hadn't crashed the car once. I thought you were saying that the trust was given to him at that point. Well, see, at some point, the reality, look, he hasn't, he hasn't proven any ability in a car. Then he gets in a dart. What was it? Chevy Nova. Chevy Nova. <laughs> he gets in the Chevy Nova. It's still been untested. What if he rams right into a pole? Is he now untrustworthy? There'd be no pole. He's still he, – all the stuff he did to get us there, he was a great guy, great grades, never hurt anybody, never – you know, was always on time, Eagle Scout, all that stuff. And boom, he still is not trustworthy when it comes to driving. Now, did you, would your dad give you another shot if you took the Nova and ran through a pole? Dad, no. Mom, yes. See? <laughs> At some point, we have to kind of, I think, give trust – I call it enough rope to hang themselves. Then they earn it. And then they give and they earn. And they give and earn, give and earn, give and earn, give and earn. That's the pattern. <laughs> so what were you saying, Rob? <laughs> I don't know. I just went on a tangent. The important thing is I never crashed that car. I've crashed other cars, but never crashed that car. And we're proud of you. And because of that, your mom lets you still drive. Yeah, you know, it's really awkward when you're in your late 20s and mom has to take the keys <laughs> to your Robert, own give car. Give me the keys to your car. I know you just paid it off, but I need the keys. Mom's not happy with you. Clean your room. So this this study's saying or this article is saying you have to earn the trust. Yeah, and it works both ways because they make, you know, we make a big deal about as you just yeah. mentioned, the teen has to earn the trust. You got to do. I mean, yeah. What and about, well, what about the other way around? What about the parents earning the trust? Mm -hmm. From the teen. Yeah, totally. We're going to learn that, I think, from Hank. Except uh, if you want to borrow my car, I've already got the trust. (laughs) I've got the trust fund. I've got the bank account. I've got everything. So if you want the car, it's kind of a one-way street. Or just show my insurance card. But I guess in the end, all relationships have – now, here's another thing. Should I just trust you blindly? Oh, you're just – so I'm just supposed to trust you? Because you went through driver's ed to drive the car? No. No. I just show you my insurance card. Problem solved. Still no. I wreck your what car, if you, you die? get a new one. It's fine. What if you die? It's tricky stuff, this trust. And uh, that's why we have a highly trained professional coming in to save us. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be bringing on Hank Smith. He's going to educate us and teach us the keys to building trust with our teenagers And really, probably all human relationships. Building trust. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Learning to see and understand air pollution is what the Discover AQ mission is all about. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. NASA has a satellite in development that will park itself in geostationary orbit above the U.S. and provide a full coast-to-coast detailed look at U.S. air quality through the daytime hours. Thanks to modern sensors and advances in processing, this satellite, called Tempo, will be able to monitor and report air pollution levels across the nation. Critical information for people with health issues, first responders, hospitals, schools, and the transportation industry. 
Before Tempo can go to work, however, we need to teach it what to look for and to discriminate between pollution high in the upper atmosphere and air pollution down near the ground where it affects people. A NASA project called Discover AQ is gathering and interpreting that information, targeting the San Joaquin Valley in California, an area with frequent air quality problems. The mission takes samples and observations from ground stations, tethered in free balloons, as well as high and low altitude aircraft to build up a 3D database of air quality conditions. The models built from this survey will make Tempo's future atmosphere observations and particularly its pollution forecasts more precise than anything that came before. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. This Saturday and Sunday, Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio is proud to bring you all four general sessions of the semi-annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Tune in at noon and 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday and Sunday for General Conference live from the Conference Center in Salt Lake City on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Talk about good. Summer, the terror is inside your house. Strange noises, foul odors, stupid questions, but I want to go. Deadly sighs. Oh, Dad, it's teenagers. Rated PG-13. Starts when school is out. Oh, man. That teenager sounded horrible. <laughs> that was good. That was done by Robbie Sanders. That was really good. Um, was that a teenager? I don't know what that was. Okay, you <laughs> know what? I was a teenager. That's a teenager that's too has too much helium. Yeah, something like he's that. He's doing balloons. And he's huffing and puffing the balloon helium. Bad for you. <sighs> okay, well, that's a movie you're not going to want to miss. And so we always like to lead with our movie trailers. Uh, the movie is Teenager. And today we're talking about teenagers. We've got a great guest today, Hank Smith, soon to be Dr. Hank Smith. Yes. Now, well, now, Hank, let's, let's tell them about you a little bit. You're, uh, you're a religion instructor, um, and you are an author, and you have made at least 10 CDs, if I'm correct. Right, right. We just put out our 10th. CD, Running Down Your Dreams. And it's teens. really for youth and kids, right. teenagers, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're directed to the teens. So you, you've kind of learned to talk teen talk. Right. you got to learn to translate. Because teens talk, like you, as you heard in that trailer, they talk in a completely different language. You also, if anybody, by the way, wants a copy of uh, or a link to Hank Smith's stuff, you can go to my website, matttownsend.com, or go to um, Deseret Book and just look up Hank Smith. And you can get everything he's ever done. But Hank is even more interesting than that. He's currently finishing a Ph.D. at Brigham Young University. When are you going to be done? 
Oh, I'm hoping to walk in December. Oh my heavens! It would be wonderful. That goes forever, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, my wife will kill me if I'm if I don't get. Well, done I know. Then December, you'll be so. famous, though, rich yeah. and famous. And your PhD, by the way, is in trust, which right. is why we're talking about trust and teens. Yeah. So I've been studying for the last five years. Love it. That's yeah. such a great topic. And you're also married, five children, and to top it all off, with the five kids, two of them, their kidlets, are twins. Yep. They just came five months ago. <sighs> twin boys. Well, that's – congratulations. Yeah. So you can talk to me in about 16 years yeah. and we'll see. I was like, that's <laughs> going to be a problem in about 16 <laughs> years. Um, so tell me, Hank, you've done this a lot. You understand the kids. What – trust. I mean, you don't want to overextend the trust with the kids, but you also don't want to micromanage them so much that they don't ever think you trust them. Right, right. I think the best analogy I've heard with trust is that trust is like oil in a car. Uh, it's it keeps friction low, yeah. Uh, and you can always tell in a relationship if if uh, trust is low because friction, yeah, the friction heat, it heats up, yeah, really quickly over small issues. That's a great example. Uh, so yeah, so I, I always tell people don't when when conflict is high with your teenager, don't think that the relationship's bad. Right, just think oh, there's some trust. Trust is low. We need to do some things to increase the level of trust in this relationship. I love that. And can, and you, can you just go in for a lube and just have them change out right. your trust? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Well, yeah. Just, hey, yeah, our, our trust is low. Can you just put Could in you, another uh, court? Need another court of trust, please. <laughs> Wouldn't well, that be great? It really kind of works that way. Yeah. Um, because all really, all the research indicates that trust is built through interaction. Yeah. But it has to have some characteristics. It has to be frequent, personal, positive, and low risk. Yeah. If you can have that kind of interaction with a teenager, frequent, personal, positive, and low risk, over time, kind of like huge. bricks to a house, it'll build up. I'm going to write those down, Hank, just so I remember. Yeah. Frequent, frequent meaning you can't expect to build trust with your teenager if you see him once a year. Right. If we're meeting up twice a year, trust is is it's going to be hard. It's not going uh, to happen. To build how, up. Um, how do you explain like these friends that were best friends in high school? Oh, my heavens, we're so great. And then you never see them. And then every time you see them, you're just right back at the same place. Right. Well, I think trust has a, a, a nice shelf life. And a good history. Yeah. yeah if, 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 if you're also not happen, testing it. Right. If something doesn't happen to hurt it, 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 it there's no reason for it right. to go down. But, but if you're going to be, if it's going to be tested, if it's going to be kind of day-to-day interaction, you need right. to be investing in it yeah. regularly. Yeah. Frequently. So frequently. Um, and this does interaction doesn't have to be face to face. I mean, right. a parent can learn to text, right? Uh, and and learn to uh, Instagram and learn to uh, Snapchat, right? Uh, their teenager. Slow down, one of those, slow down. You're talking teen talk with me. Yeah. <laughs> every one of those builds all these trust social over media time. avenues. <laughs> so frequent is huge. What's another one? What's the, one, the, second one? The, the second one is personal, meaning so. Uh, for example, going for a hike or going bowling would be more personal than sitting down watching. Yeah, television show. Yeah, not that that wouldn't. That's right. not a great thing, but it would it was somewhere where we can talk, uh, where we can interact, um, and it's where, about them. Yeah, I couldn't do the same thing if you weren't right. there. Yeah, uh, that's I could. Great. I could sit and watch this show without you, but yeah. you know, if you weren't here on this hike, it wouldn't be as fun, or it wouldn't be. See, that's. Um, but personal also means I guess it's got to be felt as personal, right? Because you could even have a conversation, I guess, that doesn't feel personal right even though we're talking and we went on a walk for an hour yeah and and that's probably when trust is really low how it's going to feel but if you keep at it yeah usually these things you know people tend to open up as 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 you as the interaction becomes more frequent and you break into and i guess too the more you end up learning about them the more personal it can become because then you can take the conversation so many different ways right it's uh old dale carnegie how to win friends and influence people you come interested in them and 
talk about them, their interests, and their likes. Uh, so yeah, personal. The That's third huge. one is positive. Uh, keeping things positive. So you don't let – you try as much as you can. With a teenager, it can turn negative really quickly right. for no reason whatsoever. Uh, but uh, you try to keep things as positive as you can. And that really has to do with the last one, which is low risk. And that's the one I think is hardest for parents because they want to move high risk really quickly yeah. when the teenager's not ready. Right. Um, so you're out with the family. You're having a great time. You're bowling. And then all of a sudden you want to talk bad grades. Yeah. Uh, that goes from low risk to yeah. high risk. And from positive uh, to negative and high risk. Right. <laughs> so it's and, game on. Yeah. And the teenager's likely to retreat right. and you know, go into defense position. It seems like what is high risk to me is is or what is low risk to me might be high risk to them. Right. You've got to yeah. You've got to understand them, and that yeah. that, that has to do with uh, c- compassion and understanding yeah. their point of view. One time, I asked my son to take his car to go get it washed at a car wash. Okay, pretty low risk. It right? seems pretty clear. It seems pretty low risk. In my day, I would have been hit with a boot and um, would have been told to go wash my car in the driveway. So I didn't think that was that big of a deal, but he didn't know how to get it to a car wash. He didn't know where the car washes were, didn't know that you just pull up, didn't know any of that. So it seemed like a real high risk thing. And it just blew my mind. He needs you to walk into it. I realized my wife is messing these kids up. And right then I said, we have got to fix no. I realized that I got to get more involved. My son doesn't even know how to take a car to a car wash. Right. That's a big deal. That's an indication. But for him, a huge risk. Yeah. Not so positive. That kind of went ugly. And then all you could smell is oil burning. Right. Or let's talk about your friends in yeah. front of the whole family here yeah. and how bad they are. Yeah. Right. Or this girl yeah. that's been hanging around. Let's talk about her in front of everyone. That all of a sudden has a tendency to make them feel very vulnerable. So these are quick ways you're saying in interaction to blow up um, trust. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's okay. I, I, you sometimes need to tell some parents it's okay to not have a life-changing discussion yeah. every time yeah. we talk. We don't need to, but yeah. just but if we talk frequently, those things will come up naturally, and those are actually just as effective. Yeah, a lot of not life changing talks are just as effective as one life changing talk. Yeah, every it's year. it's a brick of the, our wall. We're trying to build trust here, so we don't need to we don't need to attack life's greatest issues. Yeah, uh, you know, over the dinner table. I, I love the positive. Uh, you've read, I'm sure, all of. Um, oh man, what's his name now? John Gottman's stuff about positive interaction actions to negative interactions. And there's a ratio where we got to make right. sure we're hitting it, the ratio, five positives to one negative. Yeah. And, and think how much they're getting at school uh, and with their friends and, and with media. There's a lot of negative yeah. things coming at them. So we, we need to be one of these positive kind of lights in their life. It's hard to be a parent. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just a touch. Have you thought through this? Because you just had twins. I, well, I used to think I was a patient person. I well, remember being even patient. up all night. <laughs> I remember being thinking, "Wow, I am really good at this." And yeah. I also remember my wife and I said this the other day. I remember thinking when before I had children, "Oh, I'll never do that." Oh, oh yeah. I'll never oh, do I that. hear that yeah. from my daughter every yeah. day. You guys are the worst parents. I, will I would never. never let my kids do that. And I'm like, wait till you've had six kids. I mean, I'm to the point like, whatever. If you're not getting hurt. Go for it. Right. My wife came the other day. She said, we need to celebrate. My house has never been this dirty. We need to celebrate. This is a good this time. Is a, yeah. This is, this is a milestone for me. Well, and it's interesting, too, because the, the concept of trust with your a young family is different than the concept of trust with teens. Right. Which is different from the concept of trust with young adults. Like, I now have young adults that it's scary. Like, they're getting married. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I that's going to be a, a different a new levels world. of trust, right? So right Man. now, I mean, right now, if I have a young family, so I'm I'm playing Candyland and playing tag and jumping on the trampoline. So later, yeah. we're going to talk about boyfriends yeah. and girlfriends, uh, and I feel like if we if we can get this in place now, yeah, then later uh, I, this will be as difficult. If I were you, I would take a lot of vitamins. Got it. Because you're going to need it. You're going to need it later because they just. And every kid's different too, right? right. So one's going to be really easy to build trust with, yep. and the other one is going to test every angle. Right. And not everything is going to work. It's oh. a, some people will come to me and say, hey, tell me how to build trust with my teenager, and I can give you some general ideas. Yeah. Uh, but really, you've got to know that kid. <sighs> you do, though. I mean, there's no other way around it. The right. interaction has to be personal, frequent, positive, and low risk. Uh, one thing my wife and I do is we... Uh, like my son's birthday is on the 14th of September. Uh, so every 14th is his day with mom or with dad. That's so great. So every 14th of every month. And that's, yeah. that's just us really? investing in this interaction. That's a great idea. Yeah. And so he can go – my wife will go to school and eat lunch with my daughter on her day. Uh, and then they'll go out and you know go shopping in the afternoon, maybe go to a movie. It's their day with their mom or their dad. That's... She gets the even months. I get the odd months. Apparently, Why is that's that? easy to remember. Yeah, hmm. that just seems rude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're odd, Hank. You get the odd months. So um, in this trust thing, we we've got a the interaction matters, and I'm big into the interaction because. I'm a believer that the interaction is where the symbols are created. Right. So positive or negative, if they're negative interactions, they're going to create negative symbols over time. Positive interactions tend to create more yep. positive symbols. Memories, traditions. Yeah, history, yep. all that stuff that gets stored away. Um, but now trust. So with our teenagers, the, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a perfect – you can't just sit and tell us what to do to build trust. Right. But there are some principles. Yeah, I'll give you a few. Um, I've developed a – uh, in my research, I've developed kind of a, a model to help people remember, and I call it the core of trust, C-O-R-E, okay. core okay. of trust. Yeah. And I relate it like to the Earth's core, how it protects it from uh, the radiation from the sun. Uh, and so this core stands for compassion, openness, reliability, and expertise. Mm. Uh, and, if, and usually when someone comes and says, I'm in a, you know, this relationship is struggling, I can say it's in one of these four areas. We can kind of pin out Excellent. which one we're struggling in. Well, so let's we can, go into Let's them. talk about I'd it. I'd love yeah. to. We got a couple minutes before the first break on compassion then. So compassion okay. is the first principle of the core you're right, talking core. about. Right, core. So compassion. So let's – it would – it's – it's letting the other person know or they come to the conclusion that you have their best interest in mind, right. that you really care about them. I think probably it, we, we don't have time to go into everything to do it uh, that has to do with compassion. So I think the number one way uh, to build compassion is to listen. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard you talk about that before. Really listen though, not – Not like pretend listen like yeah. Skyboy, for example. Skyboy pretend listens to me every day. Right. <laughs> and you know – Did you say something? Oh, no. We were just talking. No, sorry about that. Did we interrupt? Because I didn't want to wake you up there. (laughs) He was Snapchatting. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, pretend listening, they know. And especially, I mean, kids get it. Right. They get if it's real. Yeah. And if it's not sincere, it's not real. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Um, I I was talking to a parent and a teenager once, and she said, he never listens to me. And he said, I do too. I listen to you. And she said, what did we just talk about last night? And he said, you didn't get a date to prom. See, I heard you. Uh, And she said, and do you remember what you said? And he said, no. And she looked at me and said, he said that that's not a problem. 
that I should get a mortgage. That's a real problem. Uh, <laughs> and so she was heard, yeah. but she wasn't listened to. Right. She didn't feel understood. Well, he's absolutely right, though. Yeah. She yeah. needs a mortgage. Yeah. But see, that's the deal. In, in her totally mind. rejects her, huh? Yeah. In yeah, her like, mind, pfft. she's not validated. Yeah. Uh, you remember, I remember hearing you talk about yeah. starved marriages, yeah. the V of a starved yeah. marriage. Validation. And she's not. So she, here she is. He invalidates her. With, <laughs> you call that a problem? Right. He's like, sweetie, this is not a big deal. And yeah. to him, that was kind of a solution. Like, yeah. See? Oh. Make lemonade. And it sounds like he's not compassionate. Right. But he, he may just be trying to hurry and fix it for yeah. her. Let's yeah. fix that pain. When really she just she just wanted to feel understood. Yeah. That what I'm going through is an okay thing to cry about. It seems like a lot of us as parents, I mean, we don't take classes in communicating right. and listening. We don't. No. So we either have to learn it on the fly or... I guess we don't learn it, or you listen to your audio. Yeah. <laughs> or we listen to Matt Townsend. That's right. right? And we're we're going to talk about that a little show. bit later. Yeah. That's part of expertise when I, we get to it. Well, I, I want to get into that. Okay, we're going to take – we're talking here um, – and this is a big deal. We're talking with Hank Smith about trust and the core of trust. We're going to come back and uh, pick his brain a little bit more. Again, remember, compassion, the first part of the core on trust – Back with Hank Smith right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Have your team join ours and become a sponsor of Cougar Sports on BYU Radio and BYU TV. For details, call 801-422-1448 or email corporate support at byu.edu. Go Cougars! This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Hillary Clinton is already getting a boost to her still unannounced 2016 presidential run. A new super PAC named Ready for Hillary was launched today for the purpose of keeping up the energy and excitement around Clinton's potential candidacy. National Rifle Association leaders are standing by their proposal to put armed guards in U.S. schools and have now unveiled a program to arm and train educators. The American Civil Liberties Union says Congress should reject any plan that militarizes U.S. schools. A group of New York politicians have been arrested after the FBI uncovered a bribery plot to rig the next New York City mayoral election. A high-ranking state senator is part of the group now in custody. President Obama is planning to set aside $100 million to help fund a new brain mapping effort. The research could lead to better treatments for brain-related diseases like Alzheimer's and epilepsy. In world news, North Korean leaders announced plans today to restart a nuclear reactor capable of producing weapons-grade material. Officials stressed the move is meant to give the nation the capacity to deter a nuclear attack and did not repeat recent threats against the U.S. and South Korea. Syrian activists say over 6,000 people lost their lives last month as a result of the ongoing civil war. A British-based observing group says that figure could be even higher. In financial news, U.S. economists say the March hiring pace suggests the economy is continuing to firm up despite across-the-board federal spending cuts. Experts think about 200,000 jobs were added last month. Entertainment, Pixar's Finding Nemo is finally getting a sequel, and already we know Ellen DeGeneres will be returning to voice the ditzy fish Dory. The new movie is set for release in 2015. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
Welcome back, kiddos. We're talking about teens and how to build a trusting relationship with your teenager. Joined by Hank Smith, soon to be Dr. Hank Smith, uh, trust expert extraordinaire, writing a dissertation of all things on the topic of trust. He's also the author of a of a book, a, a chapter in a book. Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. And also um, ten CDs. You really ought to just go look up Hank Smith or go to DeseretBook.com and uh, that'll uh, and just enter in Hank Smith's name and he will. You'll see. He's just got great stuff for the kids to learn how to not lose themselves. Right. In this I try world. to use a lot of humor. I find you need that, it. Yeah. If you can keep them interested, well, use yeah. a lot of humor and then. I call it distraction. Messages. If yeah. you distract them with humor, you can sneak in little tiny truths. Right. They're like, hey, you're teaching me. Hey, I didn't even know. And also, if you want, you can go to matttownsend.com where we're posting links to those sites so you can go get those and uh, information about all the stuff that Hank's doing. But uh, here's the deal. Hank was teaching us before we left um, about his core. He created through his research four things. He calls it the core on trust. Right. First one is compassion, and one of the great tools of compassion is to listen. Yep. Listening, validating the other person, making them feel like their their needs, their uh, their feelings are important. Right. And we all need that. I've oh, heard yeah. it said once that um, being understood is like it's like what air is to the lungs, being understood is to the soul. Yeah, you I just, believe that. Yeah, just you being need to understood. Feel that way. Yeah, and compassion, I guess, too means it, um, it's one thing, I guess, to under to hear you, but I guess they have to care what they're hearing, right? Yeah, like if I don't care that you're miserable, then I guess I won't have power gotta, with you. Yeah, doesn't come across. I call it empathic listening, where yeah. you really are just trying to put yourself in their shoes, not from a forty-year-old's point of view. But if I was sixteen, yeah, would I? How would I feel at this moment? And then you might start feeling what they feel. Uh, which, Heaven forbid. Yeah. That's is, called empathy. Yeah. <laughs> and none of us want to go back to the teens. Right. So that's probably why as parents we don't do it. Yeah. Huh? Middle school was was, uh, <laughs> was built in Satan's backyard, I think. It was just it, it seems, so hard. It's so true. It seems like the opposite of that compassion is this assumption that you already know. Right. So like, oh, dad, my life is so hard. And the example you gave, well, get a mortgage yeah. and you'll – Life is not really hard. Um, and I think it's a mistake to make if uh, – to say, well – they're my child. Obviously, we're high trust. Yeah. Or we've been oh, yeah. married for 40 years. Yeah. Obviously, we have high trust. Well, he doesn't say anything. Yeah. That, <laughs> of course, he trusts me. Right. So uh, some people make that assumption. I think it's a false assumption. Yeah. Kind of, It's kind of scary because they think, well, of course, he'd come to me if he had a problem. Right. And he really is No, isn't. he's in his room making a bomb. Right. I've, he's I've, doing something crazy. You know how we talked about the interaction? I've had uh, parents say to me before, why will they talk to their friends and not to me? And I say, well, who are they having all the frequent personal positive right. low-risk low risk interaction? Oh, that's so It's true. their friends. Yeah. So they're going to go to them. Uh, it's kind of a natural course. When you have all the interaction with someone, you naturally start to trust them and, and start that to talk is, to them. I love that. I mean, really, that is that right in and of itself is huge. I mean, that's the key. Right. That's the gate in, right? That's the way into their heart. Yeah. It's just let's spend some time yeah. together. Uh, let me tell you one quick story about a mom. Uh, who said, I did what you said. I went downstairs and I sat next to him and he plays his video games and I knit. And I said, okay, that's frequent and positive. Yeah. Uh, but I said, is it personal? And she said, no, we don't really talk. And I said, you know what you have to do? And she said, don't make me do it. And, but I said, you're just going to have to start playing. 
And so she, we talked a little while later and she said, I did it. I started playing the game with him and she <laughs> said, at she's first addicted. I hated it, but now I, I got into it and we started being a team and then we started talking. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden it kind of just naturally started happening. Was it like were, a war game? Yeah. They were playing, you know, some be- beat, it, beat him up, die, shoot die. him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's leaving and she stays up all night. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's been so different ever since she started playing video games. Um, interesting. So the the C is compassion. The right. one key is on the core on trust is compassion. What does the O stand for? Let's talk about openness. Um, openness is creating a culture in your home where I I I, I mostly want to want to have a be a open where where it's we're free to make mistakes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, where this is an open culture where hey you made a mistake come let's talk about it. Uh, the one thing I would. Uh, I would hope parents would do is reward voluntary confession. Yeah. If someone comes to you voluntarily and confesses something that they did, oh, be careful punishing that because you're sending a message. Right. Don't, don't come yeah, to me. Put it underground. Right. Hide it from yeah. me. And everyone else in the family too. You're That's sending true. that message. Don't come to me. It's hard. You have to be patient and, and keep your wits about you and not freak out right. when something bad happens. You burnt the garage down. Right. Yeah, but, but I told you. Yeah. I told you I did, Mom. <laughs> so don't lose it. Just keep calm. Yeah. And that way you can talk about these things because what you're doing is you're sending a message. So next time you, you make a mistake, what are you going to do? Are you going to come to me or not? That's huge. Um, it doesn't mean we can't follow through on consequences. Right. It doesn't mean there's not a some sort of punishment that comes along. Uh, but we reward that voluntary confession somehow. We're grateful. Hey, thank you for coming to me. There's a story about a, a guy named Werner von Braun who used to mm-hmm. be in NASA. Right. And there was this Redstone missile develop, uh, uh, project they were working on, and one of the missiles went ballistic. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, almost went yeah. and killed somebody. Oh, man. And they're, of course, trying to figure out what happened. And he said this low-level engineer comes into his office and and says, I, I think I did that. And he starts to pack up his bag saying, I'll, you know, oh, I'm wow. sorry. Yeah. And instead, Von, uh, Von Braun sends him and his whole team champagne. Uh, That's and cool. He says he wanted he to send the it. message yeah. of, hey, when you make a mistake and you own it, that helps us. That helps oh, yeah. the organization. We would have spent months trying to figure out what went wrong if well, you would have hit it. And the safety. The minute you know you're open and it's a, it's, you're, it creates safety. So now I'm allowed to grow. Right. I mean, why? When have we ever made growth like conditional on perfection or whatever? And I think, I think parents who get angry at voluntary confession are, are maybe in their mind they're thinking if I get angry enough, yeah, they'll they won't make another mistake, right? But that's that's kind yeah. of faulty thinking because yeah. they they probably knew that before that you yeah. were going to get angry and don't, they still made the mistake. Don't you think that the anger of these parents is probably at themselves for maybe not being more attentive? Maybe not right. focusing, not helping the child. They're more, more frustrated with yeah. yeah with their parenting probably. Yeah, and like it I comes got out in that, and then we just blame everyone else. Right. You idiot! I told you. Yeah, anger Ooh. is merely just maybe just guilt overflowing. Yeah. Don't you love it? Yeah, that's that's hard. And I, in my in my family, I'm the I'm the angry parent. Oh, I am My too. wife is the. That's my kind, favorite role. <laughs> I could be nice and gentle, but you know what? Why when you could be angry? Right when you can sit on your throne of bayonets for so long. Right. I've tried to be angry with Skyboy here, and it doesn't work. It doesn't matter. Oh, sorry. Did we wake yeah. you up again, Skyboy? <laughs> No, I'm still still okay. Just stick with us. We're almost done. <laughs> um, talk about reliability, the okay. third key, of course. Reliability. Um, I, I like to use the example of Yellowstone National Park. I'll go out to these groups and I'll say, what is the 
the biggest geyser in, in Yellowstone, and they always say Old Faithful, yeah. and it's not. Oh, it's not. It's Steamboat Geyser, really, uh, which is three times the size. Yes, of, but of it's Old not Faithful. As but faithful. yeah, but you never know when steamboats going to go off. It can be seventy years. It can be you know a month. Um, so why do people invest in Old Faithful? It's not the biggest, but it's the most reliable. And so yeah. I, I tell parents, you don't have to be the best parent. Just be the most reliable ones. Shoot for to be a reliable parent. Predictable. A teen needs to be able to predict your behavior. Yeah. I remember being uh, – I probably shouldn't. Hopefully my mom's not listening. But I remember telling my um, my friends, you know, they'd say, can you go out tonight? They'd say, well, it depends on which mom. Uh, I have right yeah. at home because is it, is, if she's in a good mood, I can come. Yeah. If she's in what a bad day mood, of the week is it? Yeah. <laughs> so it, we can't be Jekyll and Hyde yeah. on our kids because they don't know. It, it's not predictable. Right. People need predictability. Yeah, it helps them reduce vulnerability and yeah. uncertainty in their life to, to know that if I come to you, I, I can predict your response. Well, that's I guess that's why you're safe again. I mean, this all seems to kind of create this space of right safety. Growth come and to safety. Me. Yeah, it's okay to grow within you know that's these huge. areas. Yeah. Reliability too. I mean, it's hard because as a parent, your reliability. I guess I mean it's hard because you look different with one child than another. Right. You you might discipline one differently because they need it differently, and that's where you always hear these kids crying. It's not fair, right? It's you not know, fair. You know, and the other teenagers come, or the older kids will probably come back in your family and say. You know, you would never let me do that. Yeah. And you all, never all day long. You, the, you let the younger ones yeah. get away with anything. That's right. And it's like, well, I've learned more, and I and they're different than you. Yeah. Are. Do you want me to parent now the way I am now, or do right. you want me to go back to my old days? <laughs> um, there was this. I, I like to tell this story. There, one time, my my sister uh, was playing in a golf tournament. My dad's a professional golfer. Really cool. Uh, and she was playing in a golf tournament and was going into the last round as the uh, as the leader. And this was a pretty big deal for her. Uh, she she picks up her ball on 17 out of habit. Instead of putting it into the hole, she picked it up, uh, which is what you do when you yeah, practice. When you're cl- yeah. Right. But no one told her. Uh, and oh, she went no. on and teed off on 18. And um, she was disqualified. Well, the head referee is my dad. And so when she comes to him and says, hey, they want to disqualify me. Or, you know, what, what should I do? And he says, nothing. You're disqualified. And she said, daddy, but... Daddy saved yeah. me. <laughs> and he said, you're disqualified. You know the rules. And I asked her later, I said, how did you feel about that? And she said, I knew he wouldn't do it, which tells me my dad is reliable. Yeah, that's uh, me. That he's predictable right. for her. Even though it was a bad outcome, it still built her trust because he, he fell into that pattern of predictability. Man, um, he's ruthless. Yeah. He just – it was just <laughs> – it was just what hey. kind of dad would not give your daughter a leg up in the golf world, right? Just, but it would have hindered her. I mean, she knew he's he's so safely predictable. That's right. Huge. Yeah, and she said, I, she said I went to him, but I knew he wouldn't change yeah. his mind. Did she try to bribe him? Right. <laughs> just look at those eyes. You say, Daddy, Dad, I'll give you ten bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're bribed by your daughter, Daddy. I'll be your friend. Yeah. I won't. I won't stay out late. I'll like you more than mom. <laughs> totally obvious. <laughs> so the predictability. So we've got compassion. Openness, reliable. Uh, talk about expertise. And the last one is expertise. Um, my wife won't let me deliver our children at our house, and I just I what can't figure it out. Deal? I'm compassionate. Yeah, I'm, I'll be open. I'll yeah. tell her everything that You've I got see. Gloves, right? <laughs> and I'm reliable. Yeah. I will be there on time. 
but for some reason, she doesn't trust me to do it. And it's because I don't have the expertise. Well, you're a doctor uh, almost. Right. Is, is there a doctor? Yes, there is a doctor in the house. Um, <laughs> Not that kind of doctor. Right. So our expertise is a big deal. You go to your doctor yeah. uh, above your neighbor, not maybe because you feel he's more compassionate, but because he has the expertise. So if a parent can build up their expertise in parenting or in whatever it is they, they want their child to, to trust them with, uh, they're more likely to come to them. Right. Uh, that's why people come to you yeah. uh, for help because you're an expert. Right. Because Tell, you have Sky, insight. Did you hear that? Yes. Say that one more time, Hank. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Townsend is the expert. Right? I is think that in... might be a little debatable. Okay, yeah. turn your mic off. <laughs> Sir. There we go. The relationship expert. <laughs> it's, uh, the expertise is huge because without it, um, I guess, what do we trust? Right. Yeah. I mean, I've got to have confidence that you not only bring like the character to the game, but that you, you know, you what, know you're what you're doing. Yeah, that you have. When yeah. you go to a doctor, you want both, right? Right. You want him to be compassionate. <laughs> yeah. You want him to be open. Yeah. Uh, but really, expertise can almost trump anything. Oh yeah. Uh, because hey, you can do this. Okay, right. I come. I'll come to you. And if you uh, can't, you know, if you don't bring me expertise, then I have to get a second opinion. Right. So my trust costs twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> I have to validate trust. I've right? got to go somewhere else to make sure what you said yeah. uh, is the real thing. There's a great – have you read the book, The Speed of Trust? I have. Um, so Stephen Amar is a friend and he's he's got a great quote in there that says, low trust cultures pay a high tax. Yeah. So when we don't trust each other, we have to pay more. Yeah, because we're going around. Yeah. yeah and there's paperwork. Yeah. Uh, it, all these attorneys – uh, and I shouldn't say this because I'm sure attorneys serve a great purpose, but a lot of them are there because we don't trust each oh, yeah. other. So we have to – we pay for the attorney. We pay for the insurance. We pay for lights you know, in the parking lot to park our car. We pay, we pay for alarms. We, we don't pay, trust yeah. that other people will do what they say. You know, well, and say think of it too. It's interesting with your sister um, in a weird way because she had such a relationship with your dad and the relationship was so strong that it was probably easier in a weird way for him to just say no. Right. You broke the deal. Then yeah. it would have been with a guy in his face fighting him that he had. I mean, when you have high trust, you have more latitude. Yeah. And, and to just say, trust me, babe. And you know what? And it didn't hurt the relationship right. because there's so much trust now. It's like, like we talked about earlier with the oil. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, there's the friction was low and it How about, stayed low. You think she's going to let the grandkids come around? Right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, Dad. Yeah. Hey, when I bring the grandkids around, do you remember that one time you messed my life up in that <laughs> golf tournament? Um, it really, I think you can't, we make trust seem so simple, but it's, it is the glue, isn't it? It's right. the deal. Engines yeah. don't run without the oil. Right. And uh, so if you see, if you're in a relationship um, and and it's getting, and there's lots of conflict, the, the worst thing I think people would say is that, oh, the relationship's bad. Right. Right. Or the marriage is bad or we're ne- we'll never get along. That's just not the case. You wouldn't throw a car away because- you know, the oil was low. Right. You're like, well, this car's bad. Yeah, no, sorry. You'd go and get a quart of oil. We'll do the same thing with trust. Start spending some time together, interaction. You'll see the friction go down and yeah. the relationship will improve. What uh, What do you say to a kid who – so let's say it's the kid that doesn't – that the kid's view, his parents are just messed up. Right. Right? And they just – so it's like he feels like the grown-up. He feels like the adult. So if there's a kid out there listening, a teenager listening, where you feel like, okay, I've got parents that don't do anything frequent, personal, positive, or low risk. Right. Everything they do is the exact opposite of trust. They're really not trustworthy, but they're my parent. What do we? What advice do we give those kids? Yeah. Well, uh, that's obviously very hard. Um, you know, there's backup. 
uh, plans. You have there's the good thing. There's good teachers. Uh, you've heard of many people who whose best friends, parents, kind yeah. of became their oh, yeah. confidants yeah. and the ones they went to for advice. And that that that'll hopefully naturally happen uh, for someone. They can. A teenager can start this interaction, right. though. They don't have to sit and wait for the parent. Like, well, you're the parent. You obviously should be, you know, coming to me for this. So you can right. say, hey, let's have – you want to go get a milkshake, Dad? Do you want to go and, you know, do this? Mom? Dad, let me buy you a milkshake. Right. Yeah, let's, let's go do something together. <laughs> but it's le- that's leadership, really. Right. I mean, the, the thing is we never let the most challenged lead. Yeah. Right? So that's a simple rule. We never let the most challenged one lead. And if our parents are the ones that are challenged, then You take lead. the lead. Yeah. You take the lead. The principles are still true. The things you've taught are still true. Just you might have to lead it. It makes it harder if your parent's not doing it for you. Right. But honestly, it makes you a better kid. Yeah. Teenagers often think, I'm just too little. Yeah. You know, when I'm grown up, then I'll do things like that. Say, then I'll well, be responsible. Let's do stuff now. Let's yeah. start now. And you can do that with your little brothers and sisters as well. You can kind of become the parent figure. Uh, when when you see that, hey, your little brothers and sisters are going to grow up the same way you have. Same thing, I guess, with grandparents. So if there's a grandparent out there and their kids have kind of skipped a generation of trust, right? And the younger generation isn't quite raising their children right, or their their children right, you can still go. You in, can have you that, can that interaction, that right? You can go have that interaction and start building that trust, just a brick at a time, really, an interaction at a time. Uh, over the over a course of a long time really makes a huge difference. Frequent, personal, positive, low-risk low risk. interactions. That really is the job. I mean, when you think about it, that's that could be the perfect grandparent. Right. Really? Frequent visits. We're going to go out. Very personal. Tell yeah. me about your day. How was school? I heard you were taking a test last week. Yeah. Tell me how that Tell went. Tell me about what's her name. Do you remember? We yeah. talked about her last yeah. time. Yeah. You, you still dating? What's yeah. her name? Positive. And then low risk because they can play the role of the, I don't need to judge you. I'm your right. grandparent. Yeah. And you I, need cash? I'll give you money. And I can't punish you. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to step in I'm and ground you. I love you. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Hank Smith, you the man, future doctor, parent of five. Thanks for having me, man. Father of twins. And again, they can go to DeseretBook.com uh-huh. and just look up Hank Smith. You can get all of his audios and his uh, the book that he's written the chapter in. Also, um, I'm easy to find on Facebook as well. You are. And yeah. you're all over the internet. I try. Your yeah, mug is everywhere. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to – I'm going to have you back on. You're going to be our teen guy. Wonderful. Because I, I don't know how we'll fix Sky without you. Yeah. I woke up. He needs to – Oh, my word. He's Just horrible. look at him. Yeah. He just – he's just woke up. Skyboy, good to have you with us. Hank, why do they call him Skyboy? Well, he he thinks he's a superhero. Oh, is that why? Yeah. I don't think I am. It's the cape. (laughs) He wears a cape and a unitard. (laughs) Um, It's weird, but we let him do it because we care about him. So we're going to take a break. Thanks again to Hank Smith for joining us, and we will come back. We're going to play a game when we come back. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to teach you the lingo of the teenager. You know, do they use some of those words that we just don't know uh, what they mean? Well, we're going to get into it when we get back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Isn't it time for a little good on your Twitter feed? Follow us at BYU Radio to stay connected with BYU Radio hosts, to keep updated about your favorite shows, and to stay current on Cougar sports. Just follow BYU Radio on Twitter and keep talking about good. And thanks for listening to us here at BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143.
With an epic History Channel miniseries coming to home theaters, I'm Rod Gustafson. The Bible is full of story material, more than can be covered in this 10-hour series, so film producers Roma Downey and her husband Mark Burnett have focused on some of the better-known figures, including Noah, Moses, Abraham, and Jesus. God has spoken to me. He will lead us to a new home. He has promised descendants as numerous as the stars. Oh, ah. God has set me, set you free. The Lord brought us out from Egypt, promised us this land. While religious followers may be a little disappointed with the film's lack of spirituality, this dramatization of the Old and New Testament lives up to its epic descriptor with a realistic sense of time and place. While violence and sexual dalliances may be issues for younger viewers, the film is an impressive adaptation of the massive tomb. Get more details at parentpreviews.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. You're just giving me the stink eye because I'm letting it go a little bit. I like to listen to my song. Taking forever. <sighs> Need to wake up. Get going. Okay. I'm this close to climbing over that. <sighs> okay. Good maybe to have I, Maybe you. I just have too much trust in you, Matt, that you'll come on on your own. Of course I'll come in on my own. When have I ever let you down? So Madison's with us. Uh, now, Madison can almost talk, teen. Almost. But um, so, Madison, the language that these kids use, it's it's not right. Like what language? They say words that. Like YOLO. YOLO. Have you heard that one? No. Okay. Really? Where's that from? You have never heard YOLO. Isn't that Swahili? That's Swahili technique. YOLO. (laughs) It stands for you only live once. It's kind of like a carpe diem, seize the day. Yeah, but carpe diem's Latin. Yeah. What's YOLO? It's big um, Latin. Yeah, there you go. YOLO. Yeah. I'm going to start using that. You only live once. Mm-hmm. Yo. Yeah. I mean, there are the common ones that you know, like LOL, you know. Laughing out loud. There you go. <laughs> now, here's a tough one, Matt. Yes. What do you think this one stands for? Okay. TTFN. TTFN. Two. Today, I have no idea. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> TTFN for now. Ta-ta for now. Yeah, there you go. Give him a ding. I got it. Very good, yeah. Give me a ding. Dang-a-lang. All right. Now, this one is actually one that I've seen all over the place, and I actually had to look to see what it was, but it's SMH. Super magical hair. SMH? Yeah. Isn't it like smacking my head or smack uh, my head? Shake my head. Shake Shaking my head. head. Shake oh, okay. my head. Oh. Yeah, because there's some... SMH. Yeah. <laughs> I got to call you out on TTFN. That one's not new. That one's old. I know, but... Winnie it's... the Pooh. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Are you serious? <laughs> it's true, but it's still used. Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Winnie the Pooh oh, said yeah. that? Mm-hmm. You just use Winnie the Pooh on the show? Yeah. Isn't that what Ticker says? Yeah. No, yeah. that's Ticker. 
Does he say TTFN or does he actually say ta ta for no, now? No, no, he says it like TTFN, ta ta for now. Oh my heavens. Kid, don't do that, Rob. That just gave me the chills. That brought me back to the childhood days. TTFN. So SMH is shaking my head. What else? Okay. But you know, those are kind of fun ones. But that's kind of like, so this is what they're writing in their text messages. Yeah. But then there's also something that you need to keep an eye out for. Okay. So um, there's something called sexting. Oh, yes. You know. Not good. Yeah. And so that is, you know, it's sexy texting. Yeah. It's Pictures when it just gets, sometimes. It gets too bad, you not know. Not good. Um, something that you can tell really easy is POS, and that stands for parent over shoulder. Oh. So, so if you see POS in their texting, they're censoring themselves. Yeah, they're like letting the other person know, hey, don't, don't send anything. See, in know? my business, POS meant point of sell. <laughs> Not quite with today's youth. Yeah, no, it's different. Parent over the shoulder, which means mm-hmm. I'm censoring, so I can't be as dis- or I can't be as open as I you want me to be. Hmm. So be careful what you're saying. Or it could also be MOS, mom over shoulder. Ooh. Yeah. Or P A W. Parents are watching. Pa. Mm-hmm. These are good to know. So if you're out there and you are borrowing your son's phone to check their texting, if you see pause. Or Moe's, Moss, or Poss, or SBOS, Skyboy over shoulder, mm-hmm. stalking, SBOSS. <laughs> you know, but I mean, those are just the things to keep an eye out for. That's good. But, That's you good know, know, if you ever, like, you know, if you ever want to throw your kid for a loop, you know, and be like, yeah, that. look, I'm the cool person, use swag. Swag. Yeah. Because it got my swag on. But you just use the word swag. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stand for anything. It stands for like coolness. That's what it means. Well, it's yeah. It's like it's like you are so cool. Mm-hmm. Swag. Yeah. So show how swag you are to your kid by using stuff like LOL. LOL swag dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yola. <laughs> wow, Matt. You're so cool. Thanks, yo. Yeah, you are so cool. Thanks. Down with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Word. <laughs> word out. Up. Is it word up? Word out. Word. Word. <laughs> it's just word. Word. It's just word. What's out? Something out. Peace out. Peace out, yo. Word up is the 1986 hit song, Word Up, you know? No. <laughs> anyway, either way, it's a dated phrase. My goodness. Yo. Uh, see, I don't want to even pretend to be hip. But, you know, if you know some of these things i mean honestly if you were a parent trying to decipher like your kids texts or or, you know their emails or facebook and you see something like you know like smh you're like what what does that mean what does that mean what does it mean and then they're like oh mom dad it just means shaking shaking my my head head. you know being like goodness or facepalm that's a common one because it's like you know when you are so frustrated and you literally put your palm yeah, in, in your, your face fa- yeah that's embarrassing you know yeah like that's what like, it is that guy drives me like this guy's doing it right now yeah he does it all the time <laughs> see in my day it used to just be better you would actually say your words a b the words were cool and groovy and hip use those i'm sure kids will love them do they love, love those? That, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why I think I'm pretty hip. <laughs> I don't know. I keep. Have you ever watched Modern Family? <laughs> you yeah. haven't watched Modern. No, Family? we don't. No. That's just well. The cheap. dad, the dad in that show, is always trying to be hip, and his daughters don't like it. At Do you all. think he's as he, hip he, as, he makes a fool of himself more often? Does than, he? Yeah. See, that's embarrassing. Do you think he's as hip as I am? Ooh, that's that's close, Matt. 
You guys, <laughs> he actually reminds me a lot of you in some ways. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Appreciate that. Yeah, no. in a very good way. So, yeah. But you know, well, you guys are hip. Yeah, this is a way so that you can relate to your children so you can understand what they're saying. Love it, Madison, Alfredo, Allred. <laughs> good stuff. That's real swag. I'm down. Right. With that. Yo. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap up the show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Again, we're here to help. We'd love to give you as many tools as we can. If you want more information about me or any of the things I do have a, a program, um, you can go to matttownsend.com, learn more about just life, how to get more out of your life. Come back tomorrow, though. we got another great show for you tomorrow. It's going to be a full hour and a half show tomorrow. No interruptions from BYU Sports, but stick around and listen to BYU Sports. This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.